0: And now, before we start, you have an announcement, Paul?
1: Yes, I do. One of our many fans on Facebook left us a post. Okay, so if I may, uh, this is from Bruce Whitehouse. It's marvelous to hear your CBC radio material again after so many years. Nice. I was 12 or 13 when I first heard Frantic Times, and it permanently shaped or maybe warped my sense of humor. That's sweet. I particularly enjoyed hearing the material I missed from the original broadcasts. Rick's Bill from Ballast Sketches are all in that category. When do we get to hear rick or dan doing the podcast commentary anyway nothing against paul and peter looking forward to the next episode
0: thanks bruce
1: yeah thanks a lot bruce roll the theme the best of frantic times here it is spongebob here saying best of frantic times go guys
0: Once again, thank you very much for being there, wherever you are. I'm Peter Wildman of and, the
1: Frantics, and I'm Paul Chadow, And I just you want to do that again because I cut. I, I
0: thought I, I thought it, it it worked for me, but I can do it again. Let's. Uh, sorry, let's, let's I cut do... you
1: off. I, my apologies.
0: No, that's okay. That's quite all right. This is our podcast. it so, so, can happen.
1: I stepped on your toes. And okay, I...
0: no. Shh. I'm Peter Wildman of the Frantics, and I'm Paul Chadow of the Frantics. That's... Oh, you sorry. Stepped on my toes. I'm sorry, my i sorry. My
1: metaphorical were... toes.
0: Let's uh, let's let's move on. Okay. Now, what's what's our uh, what's the hook for this? Uh, this well, podcast? this this
1: show has uh, another running gag,
0: and we're not going to tell them what it is. No. You'll have to listen to figure out what the running gag is,
1: and send it into us, and you'll win a prize if you <laughs> guess it.
0: No, they won't.
1: <laughs> Shh. It's a lie, because everything in the world is a lie now. Oh, cranky pants. Quickly, play some comedy. Cheer this man up. This is fake comedy. Mrs. Sarnicki doesn't know it, but
2: one of these headache remedies has 700 milligrams of pain relief.
3: Do you get bad headaches, Mrs. Sarnicky?
4: Oh, yes. Doozers big boomers, like anvils dropped on my forehead from French military aircraft.
3: Well, under one of these boxes is a headache remedy with 700 milligrams of pain reliever.
4: Stuff and nonsense. All pain relievers are the same. It's a KGB conspiracy.
3: No, it's true. See?
4: Wow. 700 milligrams. That's muscle, that's oomph. That's better than toast.
3: It's an No other pain reliever has as much.
4: My gosh, world peace is attainable within our generation.
3: Are you surprised about an I
4: feel as shocked as if someone had just informed me that I was a Dutch quarterback. Please excuse my earlier skepticism. It was the headache talking, not I.
3: Will you use Anacidic from now on?
4: I'd be a dribbling pinhead not to.
3: (laughs)
0: Mrs. Sarnicki's convinced. Anacidic is the pain reliever with 700 milligrams of pain relief.
4: The man who invented this should be given India.
5: We are overriding this broadcast. Do not adjust your radio. We are controlling transmission. And now, a message from Phil. People
6: of Earth,
5: (laughs) heed my
6: warning. For too long, humanity has persisted in meaningless war and petty violence. Now I have taken over. I shall be your new leader. Me, Phil. Throw down your weapons. Surrender to me. The leaders of all nations must phone me. And pledge subservience to me, Phil Veter, 329 Treebrook Avenue. I am a dentist. It is foolish to
5: resist. Surrender. This has been Phil. We return you now to regular broadcasting. $10 for the plaque.
7: Here we go. Thanks. I- I'm saving to buy the Toronto Maple Leaf plaque next month. Well,
6: good for you. Good for you. Do you
7: know anyone who wants to trade an Andy Bathgate for a Red Kelly?
6: Ah, Mr. Beadwell, he's in on Thursdays. He's the entire 1963 New York Rangers lineup.
7: Oh, Thursday. Right. Bye now.
6: Bye, Fetnah. Susan. We need some more Montreal Canadian plaques. They're in the stockroom.
3: Right now! Is the store's owner in?
6: I'm Hal Horvath, sole owner of Horvath's House of Sheriff Pudding Hockey Coins Plaques.
3: <laughs> I'm Mr. Dogleish from the Federal Income Tax Department.
6: Oh well, I, I, I filled in my return.
3: Yes, but under gross income, you didn't state how you earned your three million dollars.
6: Oh, <laughs> I own this store. Oh, excuse me, a customer.
0: Hello, may I help you? Ah, yes, possibly. I'm looking for those plastic plaques that they used to sell in the early 1960s to hold the hockey coins with the pictures of the hockey players on them. They used to come with Sheriff Pudding. Ah, we have all six teams. Oh, great. Well, I need a Boston and a Chicago Blackhawks.
6: There you go. $20 even.
0: Ah, thanks. Oh, now I don't have to keep the coins in my safety deposit box in the bank. Have a nice day. You bet.
6: Now, Mr. Daglish, you were saying.
3: Yes, we wanted to know how you had amassed your fortune. Oh, oh!
6: well, I sell sheriff-putting hockey coin plaques.
3: (laughs) And? That's it. Mr. Horvath, I'm not naive. How can you make $3 million a year selling hockey plaques?
2: Well, I advertise a lot.
3: (laughs) Mr. Horvath, I could run an audit and you...
6: Oh, excuse me, more customers coming in. i uh, got any hockey plaques. Yeah, we have all six teams. Uh, uh,
5: give me two of each. I need
6: a right, hundred and twenty, please.
5: Do you sell film for
0: Instamatic cameras? No,
6: just share hockey coin plaques.
0: Oh, give me one of each. Good. Devin. Sixty dollars, please. Uh, uh, excuse me, have you got any Montreal plaques? Well, uh, here's my wife with
6: some. Now, Susan, can you take over here? Sorry, Mr. Dagley, I should say it's a noon hour rush. All right, hold
3: it right there. Nobody move. Nobody move. Something fishy is going on here. You're not all here to buy Sheriff hockey plaques from Mr. Horvath. Well,
5: yes. Yeah? I found out of Why?
1: He prices competitively and services what he sells.
3: <laughs> you cannot make $3 million a year selling these obs- obscure addendum to some 20-year-old merchandising gimmick.
0: I redo my set every year. Oh, you
3: shut up. Now admit it, Horvath. You've got something else. You've got something going oh, on God, the side. Well, uh,
6: yeah, I I do own another store.
3: Aha. Uh-huh.
6: Little shop that sells paste-up books for red rose tea, wildlife, and transportation cards.
7: I wondered how you did it. Give me oh, a yeah. hand!
3: <laughs> Hi guys. Rick calling in to say, I am loving this podcast, really enjoying it. Unlike everybody else out there who's like, come on, people, make an effort. Try to like it. It's not that bad.
0: Don't let your bike get stolen. Ordinary locks can be broken, chains can be cut, cables can be severed. The only sure protection is the Wheat Noon Weldomatics. Weldomatics, a handy pocket-sized spot welder with an oxyacetylene gas cartridge. Weldomatic welds your bike securely to a fence, lamppost, bike rack, truck, manhole cover, hydrant, or even other bikes. After all, no one can steal a hundred bikes if they're all welded in a tangle of steel. Why not weld your bike discreetly to a mailbox? Then when the thief tries to grab your bike at a dead run, he'll dislocate his shoulder. <laughs> Weldomatic also doubles as a cigarette lighter, a flamethrower for small arguments, and a convenient torch for balloonists. Well, matic from Wheat Noon, the people who brought you the poured concrete door lock, the electromagnetic deadbolt, and the spike pit burglar detector. Well, matic only 9 dollars from Wheat Noon. Frantic <laughs> Time's comedy show takes great pleasure in performing for your entertainment and enjoyment the very latest in innovative humor. Some sketches, like the one you're about to hear, may not be suitable for younger audiences. Therefore, this skit will not be broadcast until it receives the approval of the National Teenagers Decency League. It's really decent. Yeah, ever decent. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, you know, real decent. Yeah, do it. Decent. Yeah, this do skit
0: it. has been approved by the National <laughs> Teenagers Decency League. Yeah, decent, man. Really decent.
3: I have always remembered my great-grandfather as a perfect Victorian gentleman. So it was with some shock that I discovered a manuscript in the papers of his estate, which revealed a scandalous side to my great-grandfather. I present for your perusal some selected portions of this document, which he titled, Confessions of a Scoundrel.
2: Oh yes, I have always been a rake, a rapscallion, with a prodigious appetite for the fairer sex. Even as a lad, I was a randy pup. (laughs) My nanny, I recall, had a superlative form of a voluptuous heaving bosom, generous hips, and an ample bottom and well-turned ankles. When we were alone together, I would boldly think ribald thoughts. Once she offered to bathe me, and rogue that I was, I considered what would have happened had I said yes. Then when I was 18, I met a young milkmaid who lived near my uncle's estate. She was a sassy lass with a voluptuous heaving bosom, (laughs) generous hips, ample bottom, and well-turned ankles. Sometimes when she swam naked in the pond thinking no one was watching, I would imagine what fun it would have been to observe her ablutions. Three years later, unreformed and still lascivious, I happened to find myself alone in a train compartment with three harlots. They were coarse (laughs) plump tarts, obviously well-versed in the arts of pleasure with their voluptuous, heaving bosoms, generous hips, ample bottoms, and well-turned ankles. One of them smiled a vixen smile and lifted her petticoats that I might see her peach-cream thighs. Of course, with my hot nature, I could not resist. Two hours later, when we reached London, I was limp and sated from contemplating randy thoughts. (laughs) Not long after that, I met a temptress so enchanting, I had to make her my wife. She had a generous bosom, ample hips, a well-turned bottom, and voluptuous, heaving ankles. (laughs) I was certain I would never think of any other woman. Well, that very first night as I lay beside her, I randomly imagined all aspects of her beauty, leaving not a square inch of her person unconsidered. (laughs) It was more than the poor dear could take, and she cried herself to sleep. But. I was a rogue, and soon I was again playing the field, shamelessly considering all manner of women. My wife, unable to bear these unseemly thoughts, ran off with our chauffeur. (laughs) Poor dear. I remain to this day unrepentant. Even now as I sit in retirement and my nurse dances naked before me, I imagine all sorts of titillating goings-on. For I am a scoundrel, and once a man is a scoundrel, he is a scoundrel for life.
0: Now, um, we wrote a lot of material. You, you know we did a count, right? At the end when we disbanded?
1: No, no. I don't. What was the count?
0: There was just over 3,000 sketches.
1: And that's what we wrote just to get one show.
0: Yes. <laughs> a no. Lot, no, there was a lot of chaff. Right. Uh, but every now and then, uh, this is my segue into our, our next uh, song called Michael the Fish. Do you remember Michael oh, the yeah. Fish?
1: Again, one of the crazy songs. I love all your crazy songs. Yes.
0: But now I can't take credit for this. I think this is uh, Dan... This has Dan This smells like Dan
1: That's right It's got Dan's sweat All over it
0: And I believe uh, Carolyn Scott's involved in it And she was lovely in it Uh, Here now Please enjoy Michael the Fish Michael the Fish
5: Michael the Fish Why don't you swim in the sea? I'm not a fish Call it Mike Why aren't you like? Fish are supposed to be Shut up Leave me alone Michael the Fish Michael the Fish I'm not a fish declare peace. Get away he, from he me. He has no fin, just double chin. Tell me, sir, how can this be? Hey, hey, my Michael. You stop singing, or I'm hey, calling hey, the cops.
8: Hey, Michael. All right, you ask if for you it. If you are a fish, how come you wear a nice black hat? Yeah, and they keep singing that I'm a fish. Hey, hey, Michael. But I'm
5: not. Hey, hey, Michael. Hurry, it's getting worse. You're the only fish I know who drives a sports car. You leave my wife
3: hey, out of this. My hey, my God.
8: God. Hold it. My shut up, everybody! Let us through. Police, police,
3: police. police. come now! I shut do up! Do shut up! Do shut do fish. Fish. Hey! Michael. Shut up! You want to be wearing those moroccos? All right. Who called the police? I did, officer. What's the problem? Well, they keep singing. That I'm a fish. <laughs> I warned you, people, before. Leave insurance agents alone. Now I'm gonna have to arrest all of you. Into the paddy wagon, everybody. Let's go, let's go. Thank
8: you, Officer Harris. You're welcome.
3: Heresy crab, heresy crab. I'm not a crab.
5: Why are you all
3: dressed in blue? I'm a cock. Handcuffs are in claws. Crabs don't make laws. This is not what I'm most crabs do. Hey, put me down. Put me down. What's that
0: pot of boiling water? Here's to our crustacea in blue. In blue. Whoa! <laughs> boiling water, then crack in two. kids, it's time for the Sammy the Elephant Show. I'm Marvin Mole, and Sammy's special guests this week are Hemi the Hamster, Elmer the Safety Elephant, and Marilyn Chambers. Now, please welcome the guest to you.
5: Stand by for a message from Phil. <laughs> People of
6: Earth, this is Phil again. I have offered you global government, a benign dictatorship. No other dentist has been so generous. (laughs) Accept this offer. Reports of dissident behavior have reached me. Pitiful attempts to overthrow me have been mounted by cavities of foolhardy rebels. Alex Warcliffe on Tetbury Crescent is still mowing his lawn. Cease this hostile activity, or I will unleash my power. There is no escape. I am a dentist. I will not be trifled with. My number is 555-6363. Call now and surrender.
5: Ask for Phil. We return you now to normal Earth broadcasts.
7: Good day. Is this the Eaton's catalog department? <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad I caught you in. <clears throat> I was just spending a most instructive morning thumbing through a recent edition of your glossy and attractive catalog when the inspiration quite boldly struck my mind that I might perhaps purchase from you an item which I beheld therein. <laughs> Wonderful. You see, I have been experiencing a most distracting tension in my neck area, and I saw within your publication the very thing to alleviate said tension. Oh, yes, I was just getting to that. The item I refer to seems to be designed specifically for neck tension, the handsome and attractive personal massager. Yes. Yes, for neck tension. Don't contradict me, young lady. This personal massager is clearly for use upon the neck. I have studied the picture quite closely and the woman is clearly applying this personal massager to her neck. Needless to say, I am attracted by the sleek design, the tasteful white color, and uh, the fact that it is battery-operated. <laughs> Why would they show this implement in her hand if such was not its designed purpose? <laughs> you are speaking in riddles, madam. What do you mean you can't show what it's really for? <laughs> oh, what exactly am I supposed to do with this massager? The
5: same to you, madam!
6: Hello. My name is Victor Kelsey. A few days ago, my wife brought a pressure cooker home for the kitchen. Well, it blew up. Boom! That was the end of my wife, blown to pieces by a pressure cooker. I was so impressed, I bought the company.
0: <laughs> uh, can I read a Facebook message? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, which, which one do I I hate? don't care. Any of oh. those. Well, I'm not going to say, I don't know how to say his. I know how to say this name, Jens Peterson. Hello, Jens. Uh, even when I'm on vacation, I find this terribly exciting. Really, my son raised his hand and yelped, no wait, that was gas.
1: I, I don't get that. I think this, you missed a period.
0: No. Uh, thank you, Jens. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Paul maybe should pay more attention to comments that he downloads. Uh, shall we try one more? Go ahead. Okay. This is from John Matic, or Matic,
1: from Facebook.
0: From Facebook, yes, from Facebook. Uh, And uh, by all means, you know, uh, go to the Frantics on Facebook, send us comments, and I'll read them and say your name wrong. Uh, This says, ah, heaven is for Presbyterians. That's a good sketch. I've been quoting that since I first heard it on Saturday morning on CBC so many years ago. Thank you. John? Paul?
1: I'm tired of people saying so many years ago. It's, I don't know what to do.
0: Uh, I think you just smile. Just and, uh, smile. Run a hand through your thinning hair and... and, <laughs> uh, and uh...
1: But that's fine. Thank
0: you very much for commenting and sending notes.
1: Yeah, it's been great.
0: Now, we're going into uh, uh, this punk square dance.
1: You were always our resident punk. That's correct. Anytime a song needed screaming, I was the person up for the job. You were. This song requires screaming. Paul!
0: <laughs> Annoying screaming.
1: <laughs> That's right. Without any tune capable and, of carrying a tune whatsoever.
0: Now, we're going into punk square dance, but you were also a, a punk for...
1: Yes, a Nazi paraphernalia.
0: Which was on the TV show. Correct. But no one saw it because...
1: Because I was wearing Nazi paraphernalia. You were
0: wearing Nazi paraphernalia. And even at the end, we had a little old lady beat you up, and they still
1: said yes, no. We were objectifying nazi things you look pretty
0: scary i
1: I did and and the thing is i'm the only jew in the group and there i was wearing nazi paraphernalia
0: let's end it there shall we (laughs) (laughs) this is punk square dance with the lovely annoying screamingly paul chato and now a punk
3: square dance
8: Hold. Shave your head and fade it green, Alamandra until your scream <laughs> Change your partner, one, two, three, then go snorts on BCB. Go see go to left and right, hawk on each other, start a fight! <laughs> on a partner's shirt grind her head into the dirt roar your head and sneer like me wander looking vacant <laughs> bash your head and crush your fist make deep gouges in your wrist lift your partner way behind then take heroin and die My mother, after all, every girl gets married. Yes, but not every girl gets married to a nine-foot monster. <laughs> Why can't you be a good girl and marry a lawyer? Because I'm not in love with a lawyer, mother. No, no, you're in love with Frankenstein. Mother, I've told you a thousand times, Frankenstein was the man who created him. My monster prefers to be known as Billy. <laughs> <laughs>
5: You, s- you stay
8: out of here, Billy. It's bad luck to see your bride on the wedding day. Elsa, look at me. Oh, are you getting married because Billy got you in trouble?
5: Mother, Billy and I have been very careful.
8: You'd have to be careful just to avoid getting crushed. Fix <laughs> your veil. What will your children look like? Well, we're hoping they'll have my eyes and his stitching. Listen to me, Elsa, listen. Marry a lawyer and forget this nine-foot conglomeration of dead people's body parts. Are you decent, Elsa? Oh, come in, Daddy.
0: <coughs> oh, down, Lily, <coughs> down, 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 hey, <coughs> down, boy, hey. What? That's one
2: anxious groom out there. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh, Elsa,
8: you look lovely. Oh, oh, and what about Billy Daddy? How does he look? Oh, just dandy, Elsa.
1: The tailor found a black tent to make his tuxedo.
8: (laughs) Oh, Chester, don't tell me you approve of that monster. I like the boy, Doris.
1: Strong, tall, bolts in his neck. Reminds me of myself in college
8: Chester Baldwin, you never had bolts in your neck And you certainly never terrorized villagers and ripped sheep in half
0: Oh, that just shows the boy isn't afraid of a little hard work
8: Mother wants me to marry a lawyer One who doesn't drool Now,
0: Doris
6: The ceremony's about to start You go sit in the pew and we'll be right along Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God to join this, m- this Billy, <laughs> and this Elsa in holy <coughs> matrimony.
5: <coughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? <coughs> the altar candles' fire bothers him. Please go
8: on.
6: <laughs> if there be anyone here who knows of any reason why this couple should not be married. Let them speak now, or forever hold their peace. He stole my
0: cow. He ate my wagon. He killed my wife. <laughs> mother.
8: mother, mother, did you let these people in here? They're, they're the caterers. <laughs> mother, well, I can't let you go through with this. You should really be marrying a lawyer. Get him! Get him! Get him. Re- Re- oh,
6: oh. The monster spoke.
0: An animal
6: (laughs) I am a
5: lawyer But but why didn't you tell me, Billy?
0: I knew you wouldn't understand
7: (laughs) But why do you steal cows and eat goats?
0: I am a lawyer.
8: I do what I must. Well, that changes everything. Welcome to the family, of big patchwork son-in-law, you.
1: Hi, this is Dan
6: Redican bringing you this blast from the past. When I was younger, I was a babe in the woods. That's because my mother was a terrible mother. This is the best of frantic times.
8: Hello,
5: I'm Julia Morchenko, and I work in the turn indicator department here on the Ford assembly line. My turn indicators must stand up to the best import turn indicators. I work hard to keep quality high.
8: And I'm Don Charbonneau, here at the Ford Carmat department. My car mats must be right.
3: I'm proud of my work, eh? I'm Jeff Rutenberg, shop steward here at Ford. Our union supports these new high-quality standards because there are fewer workers' dues to fill the union coffers. Here at Ford, we're building better quality automobiles, not because we give a damn, but because we're scared. In fact, I'm so scared, I just did job number one. (laughs)
0: Equality is job one. (laughs) Brad, we're at at the end of the show. And uh, because, well, this this, this has
1: been a good show for uh, music. Yeah, and and this is a song I think we can actually name the title of the piece because it doesn't give away the humor of it, right? Because there's a lot of sketches where we actually name the punchline the sketch's name, and so you can't really name it. This one here, can we say it?
0: Sure, sure.
1: It's called Rhyming Dictionary Song
5: used to have a problem when I wrote a song Because the words I chose would never fit The tunes were very bouncy and the beat was good But I could never seem to make it rhyme I tried my very best to get my thoughts across I'd slave for hours just to find one word The audience would hang on waiting for the rhyme But what they hoped for wasn't what they received (laughs) So I went to a bookstore and had such good luck. I found a rhyming dictionary and it only cost a dollar. <laughs> now I own a rhyming dictionary for increased vocabulary, so my doggerel will vary when I write. Though it seems extraordinary, still the words a dictionary have made me a literary proselyte mercenary to compose a formulary With these words I arbitrarily unite Still this speech confectionary is completely necessary To appease pecuniary appetite And now I can compose my works the whole day long And hang on to a rhyme so that I may prolong The prosody so weak yet still the structure strong that gains for me the cheering of the avid
1: This has been the best of Frantic Times, written, conceived, and performed by The Frantics. Yay! Paul Chato, Rick Green, Dan Riddickan, Peter Wellman He's the best! Special guests, Maggie Butterfield, Mag Ruffman, and Carolyn J. Scott. Yay! Sound effects by Anton Sabo and Kathy Perry. Originally produced by Dave Minky Milligan. The best of Frantic Times, produced by Derek Wellsman.
0: Food to the head.
5: And now, one last message from Phil.
6: This is Phil again. No one has phoned. Mom phoned. But she's not a nation. So be it. Now you will feel a dentist's anger. Surrender! I am Phil! Surrender! Hello? Well, it's about time. Goodbye. Well, you were lucky, people of Earth. You phoned just in time. As of tomorrow, you will learn to love me. I will show you how to floss. But now, as my first beneficent gesture, I shall end frantic time.